in the path of the priestess. This is the purpose of an initiation. It's actually to take you into deeper communion and union with yourself and with God's source, goddess, spirit, Sophia, however you decide to describe that power. It's to connect with that more deeply. Welcome, magical woman, to the Priestess Path podcast, embodied wisdom for cosmic connection. I am your host, Katie Moriarty, and I am a priestess initiator, a divine feminine oracle, an embodiment and leadership mentor. I do not believe we came here to do this alone. And the path of the priestess to me in this lifetime means claiming our full inheritance to all the gifts that we have accrued for many lifetimes of this work. We get to have it all. Sisterhood, magic, union, playfulness, wealth and abundance, full expression and our divine purpose. And this is the place where all of you is welcome. So let's dive in. The priestess in me sees the priestess in you. Hello, magical people. Welcome back to the Priestess Path podcast, Embodied Wisdom for Cosmic Connection. I am your host, Katie Moriarty, and I am so excited to be back with you recording this podcast. I did actually miss an episode last week for the first time. So I just want to say I'm sorry and also thank you for the grace and the patience if you were waiting because I actually have been through such a big initiation, the topic of today's podcast, but uh, such a massive up level over the last few months that it felt so necessary to take a pause and let some of that integrate. And I'm all about the feminine way. You will know if you follow my work or you follow me. And um, so sometimes we just got to take that moment for ourselves and do what feels right for us. So here I am back again and super excited to be talking to you around today's topic. And I'm just like having a laugh to myself because it is like a million degrees here in Australia. It's summer in Australia. If you're on the other side of the world, you just won't understand the pain that I'm going through right now. But let's just say it's a million degrees. I don't have, we're getting air conditioning installed in this apartment next week. And I don't have any air conal fan in this room that I record in. And it's like, I'm sweating, like absolutely sweating up a storm. And I haven't even started. I literally just came and sat down in this chair and I'm like, it's just... It's gross. So anyway, that aside, <laughs> um, today's topic is all about priestess initiation and what it is. And I feel like this is going to add so much value to your life's journey if you're a woman that's been through a lot of things or is going through something in your life right now. And I honestly feel like life is just dualistic by nature anyway. So you know that I do this work with women and I also um, mentor women on leadership and embodiment and um, business as well. And there is no success in anything in my opinion there's no growth there's no magic in anything if it's not dualistic and it's such an interesting concept because you know there's a lot of people that want to ascend to the fifth dimension there's a lot of people that um believe in the law of attraction and it's like where do we find the balance between not bypassing, but being in the human experience, but also holding that belief that we can create whatever we want and it gets to be magical and beautiful and abundant. And you'll know that I'm pretty big on the embodiment work if you've listened to this before, or if you follow me on social media or um, you've done my work before. I'm big on the embodiment because I feel like the embodiment is the space where all of that multidimensional magic 
gets anchored into our being and we actually get to have like how we lead ourselves and hold ourselves through duality it gets so much easier. So it doesn't mean it's not still testing or painful or we won't still experience it just because we're embodied. But what it does mean is that we just become so much more able to handle so much more and hold so much more, which means more love, money, wealth, magic, and also means more of the challenge. And I really do feel like as divine feminine leaders, that's the key. How much can you hold? How much can you be with? How good it gets to be. And not sabotage it because you feel worthy. And also how much can you be with how challenging it is sometimes. And like the more that you can be with both, the better your life experience is going to be. You'll make more money. You'll have more love in your life. You will like be able to manifest whatever you want so much more easily. But also you're going to hold hold yourself through the challenge. And I see a lot of really amazing people get taken out in business especially. But just in leadership because they haven't embodied the version of them that can hold the next level. And so the next level always comes with challenge, with initiation before it embodies. So you will have heard me talk about my formula, activate, integrate, embody, where it's like we're activated into a certain new level of consciousness or gift or awakening or magic, and then we have to integrate it and embody it. And until we embody it, mind, you know, energetics, mental, emotionally, and physically, it doesn't fully anchor as a new identity. And that's when people meet the challenges of the integration and they're just like, I don't want to deal with this. And oftentimes they'll go back to what was safe and familiar because they don't want to face it. And so I want to talk about what is an initiation, what's a priestess initiation. And even if you're someone that maybe hasn't resonated with the archetype of the priestess before, but you found me through my embodiment work or my leadership work, you might be like, I'm, I'm interested. I want to hear about this. And so it might make your life make a little bit more sense. And I really believe that the path of the priestess is a calling. It's an ancient soul remembrance for those that were initiated through the mystery schools and the lineages of the priestesshood in different time and space. So, you know, Syrian priestesses, um, like I'm talking about Star Nation Sirius, for example, ancient Egyptian priestesses, Lemurian, Avalonian. And if you're into the Avalonian magic or if you're into priestess initiation at all, I am running a, like a, an amazing retreat, a leadership wealth priestess retreat in um, Glastonbury, which is ancient Avalon in May, end of May, early June. Um, I ran it last year and it was epic. So if that calls to you, message me. The links to my socials are in the show notes and you can actually message me directly there and ask me about it. But really, life is full of initiations. And in different cultures and in different times, we had a lot more access on a more collective level to rites of passage and what it means to move through different stages of life. Now, I am no expert on that, so I'm not going to go more deeply into that. But what I do know is that to be all that you are on a soul level, you agreed to certain initiations in this lifetime where you could meet yourself more deeply and know yourself more deeply on that soul level. And so I was listening to a Neville Goddard piece on self-concept recently, which is something I'm absolutely big into and loving, and was talking about how like we... Every single thing in our reality is a creation of our own mind. We are God in, you know, fragments of God energy, God experience, God self through the human form, which is something I've heard a million times in the past, but it just landed differently, this particular thing. And it was all about how everything in your reality right now, 
everything in my reality has been drawn in by a part of us that wanted to, that was creating it from our beliefs. And we've heard this all a million times before, but our unconscious beliefs and our stories and what we assume to be true about ourselves in life. And so I love this train of thought and I always have because I feel like when we take full self-responsibility for our life, we give ourselves full soul power to change it and stop being in any level of victimhood and giving our power away or blaming other people for what we have created, which doesn't mean I'm not talking about um, blaming yourself for other people's behavior. I'm really big on always like mentioning the nuance around this. Sometimes we are actually the victim of someone else's behavior. So it's just more about... Like, I honestly believe in all the challenges I've been through. I'll be like, but some part of me kind of called that into my reality based on this, this or this, or this was actually an invitation for me to rise into this. And I try to see it through the lens of self-responsibility. But there's this moment where he speaks to, but at, at, at everyone, at a point in your life, in man's life, woman's life, like they're creating this reality and they're, they're fixated on things that aren't, I'm not going to say superficial, but they're fixated on things that are kind of like material and outside of them. And at, at some point in their life, they're going to get called into wanting to know God or what we might see as the hero's or heroine's journey. They want something more, which is when they get called into the path of having these challenging life experiences because it's through that challenge and duality that they're actually going to know themselves and therefore God more deeply. And this is exactly how I see the initiation path in the path of the priestess. This is the purpose of an initiation. It's actually to take you into deeper communion and union with yourself and with God's source, goddess, spirit, Sophia. However you decide to describe that power, it's to connect with that more deeply. And honestly, we can do this through both the beauty and magic of life, but also through the pain and the grief. And they equally have the ability to take us into those higher realms, higher access points, and to know ourselves and and source creation energy more deeply and potently. And I know for myself, there's been these certain times in my life where I've been initiated through deep struggle. And yet those have been the most pivotal, life-changing, divine moments, these like sliding door moments where I've made choices despite my circumstances that have allowed me to, to know my true power and value and worth and ability to create whatever I want through my connection to myself, through my belief in myself, through my connection to spirit. And they can come in all different forms. And so honestly, most of my life has been an initiation. Maybe you'll relate to this, but like I had a really difficult childhood. I never felt like I fit in. I went through a lot of things in my early life. I went through a lot of things in my teenage years. And then in my 20s, you know, the time that I got married um, when I was 27 and that lasted for eight months. That was an initiation. That was honestly the thing that opened up my spiritual awakening because I, I had this awareness suddenly drop in of like the choices that I was making. When I realized who I was married to, I was like, oh my God, I've created this on some level. I've drawn this in based on my wounds, based on my patterns, based on the stories of the past and I based on generational stuff. And I wasn't even really spiritual at this point, but I just knew on some level I've created this for myself. And if I decide that I created it and I own that, I get to change it and never have this experience again. And that was a huge 
moment for me. It was a pivotal awakening, but it didn't come without a lot of pain because I went through so much shame and heartbreak and grief around why I created that, why I chose that for myself. Like, you know, just, it was such a deeply painful period of my life and it was very lonely. And I want to say this, that the path of the priestess can often be a lonely path to walk for a number of reasons. Number one, that level of solitude that we get called into, oh, I'm sweating. My, I've actually got really curly um, hair and it's like the humidity. I was, I don't know why I chose to live in Australia or be born into this country because it's so hot and humidity does nothing good for my hair. So I'm just watching myself on the TV um, screen. If you're watching me on YouTube, you'll see me talking to myself. But if you're listening on the podcast, I'm actually looking at myself being like, I'm not sure how my hair still looks so good, but it doesn't feel like it looks good. Anyway, side note. Um, so <laughs> thanks for listening to my little, my little rant about my hair. And I really feel like that moment in my life and my trajectory was this moment of awakening where I realized I'd created all of these things and it took me into this really lonely path and the path of the priestess, as I was saying, totally lost my train of thought, but I picked it back up, um, is a lonely path for a number of reasons because, um, one, you talk about your hair on a podcast, but no, really, <laughs> because one, that solitude is going to take you closer to yourself, God, goddess the divine, the goddess, the great goddess is how I see this. Like when I tune into the energy, I am supportive of like, however you feel and see this power. And for me, when I tune into the energy of the goddess, holy moly, I just feel so much depth and reverence in my heart for this divine feminine wisdom, this ancient power, this healing, this magic, this creative life force that I am truly my, it takes my breath away. And so that level of solitude really helps you to know yourself at the deepest levels and to really meet yourself in so many layers that people that are surrounded by other people all of the time don't necessarily get the chance to actually experience in that same way. I think it's so interesting because I always look at my grandmother who I deeply love and who was my most um, maternal figure as a child. And She's just the matriarch of my family. She's a truly incredible woman and has just inspired me and loved me so much in my life. And she was the best grandma ever. But she was, um, like, it's so interesting because she had, she had a big family. She had, well, when I say a big family, she had five kids and she was the stay-at-home mom and the housewife and the pillar of the community and was so involved in her children and so involved in us as grandchildren. And then there's actually a lot of grandchildren. So I have a lot of cousins um, that I get along with so well, all similar ages to me. And we had an amazing childhood together. And grandma has always been surrounded by people. And that's what she loved. That's what she wanted. She's that person. She's so social. She's such an extrovert. And she always wanted to be surrounded by people. And she used to find me, I think, to be this most curious creature because I'm someone that really loves my own space, my own time. I've got the two line, I think it is, in human design, the hermit. And so that is part of my human design, but it's also just who I am. I actually, like, I, I really resonate with this priestess journey. And so there's been so many times in my life where, I draw my energy inward and by drawing it inward, I get to experience myself more deeply. And there's something really powerful about having the distractions of the outside world removed so you can actually heal, but also like 
get to know yourself on all those different layers. And it's just always interesting with grandma because it's like, I've spent a lot of my life alone and now I have a partner and he's got kids and I have my crazy cats and there's so much more activity around me now and people and social stuff. And I'm going to probably have a baby at some point and then my life will never be that. Um, I won't have that same level of solitude and it's just fascinating because I'm like, I am 36 and most of my life I've been alone, so to speak. And now I'm coming into this time of having more people around me and community and that kind of thing. And I look at my grandma and it's like, we just have this opposite trajectory because for her, it's like she spent so much of her life around other people. And now that she's um, alone and my grandpa's passed away and she's experiencing this deep loneliness. And I'm like, from my perspective on a soul level, she's going through that portal of really deeply knowing herself and being in her own insular energy in a way, but she's doing it at the later point in her life. And so I really do feel like on some level that serves us so greatly because when we're surrounded by other people, we can't necessarily see and feel things in the same way. There's so much distraction. And so that's one of the reasons why this is a lonely path. Another reason is because a lot of people won't understand you. They will fear your depth just by being in your presence. I feel like I've experienced this so much. I'm a Scorpio woman. I feel like I'm a mirror for a lot of people. People either love me or they fucking really don't like me. They want to reject me. Um, and I've had that experience a lot in life where that level of depth and even that soul intensity has been way too much for people and they just have not been receptive to it. And so there's been lots of times in my life and there's a difference between that being a reflection of our wounds that we need to heal because for sure, in my life, I've attracted a lot of people like that, that weren't supportive or didn't really care about me in the way that I would have liked them to because I had a lot of wounds and I was attracting a lot of things from place. Here comes the hair. The hair's it's starting to unravel. Um, places of codependency or feeling like I'm not worthy of people that are on the same you know page as me. But there's also instances where it's just purely that people feel your intensity, your depth, this mystery, this feminine mystery that resides within you, this connection to spirit. <clears throat> Especially it's been a lot of men in my life. <clears throat> and they listen to my throat chakra while I'm talking about this topic. And they can't handle it. It's too much for them because it reflects too much of what's going on for them and what they fear inside themselves, which is this almighty great power and connection to spirit. And so they're, they're going to potentially reject you or not want to be around you. And so I just kind of wanted to share those pieces because it's important to know if you've experienced that, that that could potentially be the reason why. And it doesn't mean anything about you apart from the fact you're a priestess. And also the priestess archetype is is she who's really in her divinity. She's there weaving her magic, weaving her, her light. She's the oracle. She's connected to spirit. She's in nature. She's like, I've always had this side of me that has been like, one day I'm going to be this crazy old woman out in the forest and I'm going to have like my forest cabin or out in the mountains. like, And I'm just going to have my cats and I'm going to weave and I'm going to do spells and I'm going to, you know, create all this magic and healing. I'm talking about light things, obviously, but like, and I'm just going to live out in the nature and just be wild. I'm just going to be the wild woman and I'm going to howl at the moon and I'm going to fully unleash and like, that's going to be me one day. And there's honestly always been this part of like, 
of me that fears being in a relationship or settling down because I'm like, but then how do I live that aspect of myself? Because I've always wanted to be that woman. And anyway, my partner and I joke about the fact that I'm like, obviously you will have to pass away before me because I like otherwise won't have that experience. And also I don't think you'll really cope without me as well as I would without you. And he's just always like, anyway, I think he agrees. Um, but <laughs> I'm obviously joking because I'd be so devastated. I love him dearly. But um, there's just this part of me that's been like, one day I'm just going to like leave it all behind and go and live in the live in the forest or live in the mountains and just do my crazy witchy stuff. And so that's just part of the archetype. There's such a big part of us that's really deeply connected to that magic and that oracular magic and the elements and and our own connection to the earth and spirit and so that's part of the initiation sometimes is to be removed from everything that you thought was you to have your reality crumble some people call it like a tower moment like the tower card in the tarot and there's these death portals that we go through whether it's from an actual physical death whether it's from the death of an identity or a business or who we or how we believed our life was going to be a relationship. And that thing, that crumbling, that feels so intense and painful and challenging at the time is oftentimes the gateway to that highest self-expression landing and anchoring and coming through in this physical realm, this embodied wisdom that we then are the keeper of that allows us to create whatever life experience that we want if we're willing to let it be that and see it for what it truly is. And I really feel like there's been some very key moments in my life. Like I was saying, when I got married and that ended. When I, the whole time I lived in Sydney, when I moved there after that, that full three years, I feel like I was in a deep, deep, deep dark night of the soul, which is another form of initiation. I met it's like all of that good girl exterior and everything I'd held together and all the emotions that hadn't been expressed and everything that I had worn a mask around just started, I couldn't hold it in the same way anymore. And it's like parts of me and my reality and identity just started crumbling away and I had no control over it. And life just kept reflecting this back to me and reflecting my own darkness back to me over and over and over again until I was able to meet myself in it and actually integrate a lot of it and be with all of it and be all of it instead of hiding from all these aspects of myself. And then when I quit my job and decided I'm going to go in search of my purpose, because this is another piece, like I genuinely believe if you're a priestess, high priestess walking this modern day path, you have a purpose and it's in healing, helping and transforming others. And it doesn't have to mean you're a healer. It means whatever you're here to do is here to change the world. And so for so many of us, we're going to get called out of the old paradigm of what wasn't serving, the purpose that we don't love, the wrong business, the wrong career. And for a lot of us, because we fear our purpose as a priestess, it's like as a healer, as, as someone who's lived these timelines in the past, you have cellular memory and soul memory of times where you have been completely destroyed for living in your magic and your truth and your gifts. And you feel that. So it's like this weird paradox where we know we're here for this purpose. We really want to live it. We're too scared. And sometimes we'll try for as long as possible to not to avoid that until eventually life becomes way too hard. We get sick, burnt out, depleted, relationships fall apart. We lose all of our money. And it's like spirits like, when are you going to step onto the path? 
And so for me, that was like my experience. And I, the initiation came from taking the hugest leap of faith of my life, quitting my job, selling all my things and being like, I'm going to Costa Rica and I'm going to travel the world and I'm going to find out what I'm here to do. And I'm never looking back. And it was through taking that enormous leap of faith. I had the time of my life. I had the time of my life. I went traveling for a year. I started an online business. I found all my soul family. I was like, this is who I really am. But it was still dualistic because even there was people back home that didn't understand me anymore. I didn't fit into anyone's box that I was meant to fit into anymore. People were worried about me. I was alone. I was traveling the world alone and I traveled to some really crazy places alone. I had to meet myself. You know, when you quit a job where you're working 60 hours a week and you have nothing to do all day, every day, but you're healing and, you know, going to cafes and getting massages and riding around on your scooter suddenly you are forced to face all the parts of yourself that you have been distracting yourself from through work, through survival mode, through the hustle. And that's that feminine initiation that so many of us go through. That's where we really meet ourselves and it can be gritty. I started to realize that my con- the, my self-dialogue and my self-concept were very poor. I felt like I was a huge loser. That's what kept coming through to me on this trip. I was like, I feel like an awkward big loser that nobody wants to be around. And I was like, holy shit. No matter what it looked like on the outside of my life, whether I looked successful, whether I had friends, whether I had a partner, whether I looked fit and health and happy, there's this part of me that feels incredibly ugly and like a loser that isn't worthy of any friends. And I had to meet that part of myself in my healing journey and be with that part of myself without distraction for a full year, which ultimately just brought me through, brought me into more of my truth. Another initiation was when I moved to the Northern Rivers, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and my there was some really catastrophic natural disasters here. It was like a collective trauma, like Peter Levine talks about. There's the traumas we go through on our own, and then there's collective traumas that can impact a whole community, that can impact a lot of people, and I was involved in that, and actually I had the really acute trauma because my house flooded, and it was, I had really bad PTSD after this. I had, it was just, it was a huge upheaval in my life, and it really challenged me because our home is our safety, and I felt very deeply impacted by this, and so that was an initiation where I was like, well, how much are you going to choose where this goes? Like, are you going to go down the path of wanting to tap out of everything? And don't get me wrong, when we need healing, we need healing, we need space. You can't rush this process. But for me, I was like, I know who I am and I'm going to thrive on the other side of this. And this is this is an opportunity for me to become everything I've ever wanted to become by doing the deep work. That Because what came up following that was all of the traumas that have been packed down tight deeply inside me that were triggered and activated by this event now it was happening for me I honestly believe that but at the time it was very difficult and it was all about who do I choose to be in the face of this adversity in the face of this initiation and I, I rose I rose to the occasion I decided this will be the best thing that ever happens to me I'm going to know myself the most deeply I'm going to go deeper into the inner work I'm going to come out the other side I'm going to lead myself powerfully I'm going to create the life of my dreams and this is going to be the gateway. Not despite of this, but because of this, I'm going to be everything that I ever wanted to be. And I really did quantum collapse timelines with that choice. And then most recently, the initiation would be my union, my partner with 
my relationship with my partner, Catch, which episode four of this podcast is him and I <laughs> kind of talking about our, our relationship and what it's like for him to be with a magical woman. So if you haven't heard it, you probably want to go back and listen to it. It's probably the most, the, the feed, the podcast I've had the most beautiful feedback on. Um, but, you know, meeting two people, meeting with, I feel like many past incarnations together, we were, and we had a lot of duality in the beginning of our relationship. Like, it was like there was a lot of energy that neither of us knew what to do with. And it also called both of us out of these, you know, the little girl and the little boy. And we had to step into the woman and the man, honestly. And we were initiated through those portals very deeply and very quickly. And I feel like we had a soul contract that that was a huge part of our agreement was to activate the absolute fuck out of each other and then be there to hold the space and clean up the mess and like do the work together. And what I love so much about our relationship is that we have grown in just over a year so much together that I honestly don't recognize us from when we first met. And I feel like we're just getting started. Like, it's like there's so much more for us to create, but it's been this like quantum leap, quantum leap. And we've both matured so much. And I feel like I know myself so much more deeply through his reflection and probably likewise for him. Not that I can speak on his behalf, but I, I, I believe he would say the same thing. And that's an initiation because a relationship, especially a deeply intimate relationship, like a true union, is going to reflect all of your stuff that you haven't been willing to see, all of your unhealed stuff, for you to clean it all up, to have the relationship that you've always wanted to have. And that can be brutally painful. And they do say that we attract in partners that trigger all of our core wounds so that we can actually heal them so that we can be liberated from them and so once again you know I do feel like for him in a way I feel sorry for him because I'm like you chose a very powerful woman that is a Scorpio that is like a massive activator that is a massive mirror like you're a brave and courageous man but likewise I think this is such an interesting story I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this on here but um, he had a session with someone that I work with who told him that he'd had past lives in the priestesshood. He was a very powerful feminine spiritual leader. And I'm like, babe, look at us just co-creating in this way and activating our, <laughs> our priestess codes together. Anyway, it's very, very funny. Um, but a relationship is going to initiate you. I have not been through the motherhood portal apart from my two fur children, which took me to the edges of my universe when I adopted them. But I haven't had a baby as yet. And I like I know that that's such a huge initiation for women too. It's the initiation from maiden to mother. And I feel like I experienced threads of that. Um, not that I'm comparing motherhood to having cats, but I guess for me when I adopted the cats, I'd never looked after something that wasn't me. And I had so much shit come up about this. I was absolutely petrified with the level of responsibility. And I realized I'd been very commitment phobic throughout my life because I didn't trust myself to take care of something that was an innocent being that wasn't me because of my childhood wounding. And my cats actually had a lot of health issues, like quite big ones that I had to take care of. And it really challenged me because it did trigger that childhood wound of like I'm gonna fail I'm gonna let them down I'm not gonna know what to do I can't understand them I can't get this right 
And then, um, you know, more more recently in my in my partnership with Catch, he's got sons, and um, it it felt like this huge initiation into motherhood, and it was an interesting one because I'm not their mother, so I'm not trying to suggest that I am. But what I'm saying is that it it shifts you emotionally and energetically when these little humans come into your world and you're playing this role where you're nurturing them and you deeply care about them and you're taking care of them and it's like these it's almost like you take on someone else's children um and they're not your children so like you don't get that support or understanding of what you're necessarily meant to do but you're in that role and so again like that those relationships have initiated me into knowing myself more deeply into this archetypal shift and that's another initiation that women go through is is the motherhood portal and I know that that is so profoundly life-changing for women that have have had children or had children come into their world in some capacity and so these moments in our life whether we're walking the path of the priestess or not they're there but when you are a woman who's connected to the priestesshood even if you don't realize like I see this all the time there's people in my life that I am co-creating with and I'm looking at them and I'm like, she's a total priestess, she's a sex goddess, she's a witch, she has no idea. And I feel like part of my role is like I'm giving this guidance or this life advice or I'm sharing this energetic exchange so she can remember who she is on a soul level and be activated. And I know people have done that for me too. So when we are walking the path of the priestess, that journey to know ourselves as human, as goddess, as all of the things, as human and divine, and to meet ourselves and to find our power and our truth through not only how good it gets to be and what's beautiful about it, but also through the challenges makes us so much more multifaceted in our expression as women. And when you are multifaceted and diverse and you carry this level of embodied wisdom, people feel that. It's magnetic and you're the sum of all of your experiences, not just the good and not just the bad. You are everything. You are all of it. And there's something so inherently beautiful and valuable in that. And it's just a reminder that this is part of your journey. This is part of your soul's calling. And you get to be the one that wields the light, that wields the magic and decides what the other side of this initiation looks like and it's all created through the way that you choose to see yourself lead yourself show up for yourself and choose yourself in every facet that's going to determine what comes into your world next and so for me I honestly look at these moments in life with a deep sense of gratitude for all of them just this profound gratitude because of who I've become, who I am for myself. When I had such a massive year in my business last year, I made a lot of money and I had huge financial leaps and I worked with clients I loved and I stepped more into my power and truth. And I, But anytime that someone asks me, what are you celebrating? 90% of the time, the answer was who I've become for myself. Because when you're an embodied woman, an empowered priestess, when you're a woman who knows who she is and knows her connection to the divine and walks and lives and leads from that place, you're unfuckwithable.
because you know that you can make your way through anything. You know that you can turn anything into alchemical gold and magic and you trust yourself implicitly. And that is something that's so fucking valuable and powerful and worth <laughs> walking the initiation portal. It's all about who we can't become for ourselves. And so I guess that brings me to the priestess channeled message, which would be, where is it in your journey, whether you're what you're walking through now or a time in your life where you've experienced duality and something has really taken you to the edge of your universe? Where is it that you're judging your journey or yourself or shaming yourself or the journey you've been on when you could actually reframe it to see it through that lens of this initiation is the becoming of the greatest version of me or this initiation is or was like so divine and every part of my journey is divine and if you were to look through that lens instead at your life's experience and what you're going through now what magic could you pick out of it what could you see is actually a portal and an opening to the life of your absolute dreams and how can you start to anchor into that more deeply now so thank you so much for listening it's been so awesome to be back here with you i love you all i'm so grateful for every single person that listens to this podcast if you loved something please share your takeaway on social media and tag me my instagram and facebook is in the show notes if you'd like information on my upcoming retreat in glastonbury england please reach out to me and if you are interested in a priestess initiation, please do message me on Facebook or Instagram because I'm actually about to drop something so amazing um, that I feel like so many people are going to benefit from along those lines. I won't announce it yet, but if you go and message me, you'll get some more information. So lots of love and I'll see you all on the next episode. Okay. So that is it for today's episode. If something in this podcast speaks or spoke to you, I invite you to share it on Instagram or Facebook and then tag me so I can share it too and we can connect. And if it feels aligned, I would so deeply appreciate if you would leave a review so that other people can find this podcast as well. My socials are linked in the show notes as well as links to find out more about me and my work. And finally, please make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of the goodness I have planned for this platform, of which there is a lot. See you on the next episode.